Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Lucona and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports and in. Oh, I got it wrong. It's too early. Sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I just hurt everybody's ears right now. I just wanted to switch it up. You, where, how old were you when those adverts aired? Like the, the original, like, was up commercials. I have no idea. I don't even know how I know that. Dude, like, we love those was up commercials. What's up? Was, what's up? Oh, man. It was like, I mean, I was the right age because I was like, what, 14, I think, when those those commercials aired. Oh, man. All right. Then I was like friends, seven. Me and my friends did it all the time, all the live long day to see each other's go, what's up? <laughs> I don't know so why dumb. I'm bringing that back now. Oh, it, well, it's about time that it came back. They did. They actually did bring it back this year. I think they did like a, a special like return version of it, like in lockdown and like oh, you know, know. Like, calling people from home and and things like that. Uh, it was it was great. But um, I actually interviewed the guy that directed that commercial. Really, I did. Yeah, because like when I was doing my book, he was at one point going to do a movie based on the video game Tekken. And I was just chatting with him. And all of a sudden he just mentioned that like he got, you know, tapped up into work like work in film because he did the was up commercial for Budweiser. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm talking to the was up guy. I'm talking to the guy that did the was up advert. <laughs> That's so random. It's so random. It was amazing. Anyway, right, let's get on with the show. Uh we're gonna be talking about Kenny Omega, AEW Impact, the whole shebang. Here's the show. You know, being the hardest working person in sports infotainment is really backfiring on me this weekend. <laughs> My to-do list, Luke, like literally is all of this. And the pink oh. stuff, this is just for this weekend. And the pink stuff's the only stuff I've done. <laughs> Denise, so I'm there, man. I know, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> I got to wake up at five in the morning tomorrow five in the morning i'm so stressed about like everything that's going to be happening this whole weekend 
dude, it's like midnight now, isn't it? No, it's eleven twenty, and it's eleven twenty. Okay, but we record for like an hour, so like you're going to bed at midnight, and you're getting five hours sleep. Yeah, I know. But either way, it was still gonna. It just worked out that way. Oh, it is man. what it is. You want to be the hardest working person. You gotta, you know, not sleep. <laughs> Damn you, Taylor! <laughs> yeah, uh, she really. This was really bad timing for her to drop an album. Like personally, in my life, really bad timing. <laughs> We'll get onto her people and complain. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about wrestling. Uh, because, so, you know, it's been a big old couple of weeks for the, the wrestling world. Uh, after last week's Dynamite, Kenny Omega is the new AEW champion. Uh, he is uh, teamed with Don Callis. He then appeared on Impact Wrestling this past Tuesday to kind of explain their actions. And there were a lot of teasers on that Impact show of like, you know, what could be next for this AEW Impact partnership. And then on this week's Dynamite, he essentially cut the same promo that they did on Impact, which I would say was a bit of a disappointment. However, we want to sort of look at the big, broad picture here. So first off, your thoughts on uh, the Kenny Omega Impact appearance first off. So I was watching live on the Twitch chat and... It was just crazy to me, like how much drama there was on the Twitch chat. Like the AEW fans and the Impact fans weren't getting along whatsoever because the AEW fans were like burying the product. And then the Impact fans were like, what the heck? Like, get out of here. I was just reading the comments. It was so it was so great to just read the drama when you're not part of it. But it was very interesting to see that dynamic of, you know, different fandoms all in one place. And it's so weird because, you know, as somebody that watches everything, it's weird to me to like see that not everybody does the same. Like sometimes you think like, oh, because you're a wrestling fan, you assume that everybody watches everything, but that's really not the case. You know, people are very particular with what they watch. And so this was just kind of like an example of that. But I was very happy for Impact because their Twitch numbers were great. Their ratings were great. So it was a really nice boost for them. But I think the important part is really going to be to see what happens after this. Can they keep the momentum or are they going to have to really just have AEW involvement constantly to even get those type of viewership numbers. So I am curious as to what the balance between AEW and Impact is going to be. Like how much of Impact wrestlers are we going to be and how much of AEW wrestlers are we going to be seen on Impact? I don't think we're going to be seeing any Impact wrestlers on AEW because let's face it, they already have too much talent as it is on their own roster. And I think the fact that like Tony Khan, when he did that tease, that when he did that ad, that the, the ad, the ad, it was a little interesting to me that he mentioned the fact that there were rumors that he was going to buy Impact, and I was like, why are you throwing this in here? And I don't think that to this moment it's really been clarified as to why he really said that. And so it is very interesting to see how all of this is going to play out. And in terms of how they handled Kenny Omega, I thought it was great. I thought the way that they hyped it up, talked about it nonstop on comments just really kept the vibe going and given that he was the reason why people were tuning in you knew for a fact you weren't going to see him in the first hour although there were people complaining like where's Kenny where's Kenny and I think that this was a moment for impact to really try and convince maybe some of those fans to say hey you know what we put on a good product check us out yeah I was gonna say I said this on the the AEW show yesterday but uh impact 
put on a great show this week like they you know they taped everything up until i think like the end of january like they taped a whole bunch of stuff and i think that they picked out some of the best stuff that they had to like if you are just coming back into the impact product or you've never seen it before this is what you've been missing out on because they've always been putting out great shows and i thought they put on a great show this week to decide try and convince people to hey you've watched it for this week for kenny but maybe you should watch next week as well because there's also great wrestling here like i i was i'm unsurprised by the the aew fans and impact fans not getting along it it annoys the piss out of me that like that happens like it happens in our comments it happens when we ever do live streams and stuff it annoys it boils my piss every single time because i'm like god we all like wrestling like let's just like it, it's not like I don't know, man. Like, we all enjoyed this, right? It's so much drama. So on my show, my Wednesday show, I had comments from people like three weeks ago. They were like, you spent 40 minutes talking about NXT and 20 on AEW. Then the following two weeks, I spent oh, this last week, I spent 53 minutes on AEW and 20 minutes on NXT. And people were complaining to me again. And I was like, guys, look, certain weeks, there's more to talk about than the other. But people yeah. get so mad, and it's both sides. Oh, it 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 really is. Like, I, do you know what? It's even within the own like their own camps. Because back in the day, like when me and Ollie first started doing this together, we used to do the Raw and SmackDown reviews on the same show. Like on a Wednesday, we would just review both Raw and SmackDown. There would be people who say like, "You don't spend enough time talking about SmackDown. Like you or you give too much time to Raw. Like please talk about SmackDown more." And then you talk about SmackDown more, and people would be like, "You didn't give enough time to Raw this." <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's so hard. Like, what I do you know. do? You don't want to make people mad. But at the same time, sometimes certain shows give you more to talk about. Or sometimes you just get lost in a discussion. Like, one silly segment could spiral into a 15-minute conversation. But you, you mentioned that you don't think that you're going to get Impact Wrestlers on AEW. My wild prediction for this is that the main event of AEW Revolution is Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan for both titles. And... Kenny Omega picks up the Impact World Championship as well. And that is kind of like your next step in the Kenny Omega belt collector storyline. Because I, I I, mean, I, I think that they've got this mapped out for a long, long while. This isn't something that's going to be three months and done. This isn't something that's going to last, I would say, at minimum a year, possibly even more than that. I just feel like the reason why I see it more that way is that, let's be real, AEW doesn't really need Impact Wrestling that much. Impact Wrestling needs AEW just a little bit more, right? Um, and so given that, I feel like it's more, it's better to have, it's in Impact's interest to have a match like that on their programming versus having it on the AEW programming. And I know this because when people in the chat were talking to me, they were like, I'm only going to watch Impact Wrestling if AEW is going to be a part of it or if there's going to be an AEW segment promoted, whatever. And so because of that, I know that people are only going to tune in for those AEW stuff. Like we said, people are very particular and I don't think it's very easy off of one show to convince somebody to come back the following week it's got to be something more to convince somebody to actually watch a show and it's like i think about it okay like they're you know 
being a person in media that wrestling media that has to watch everything or at least be in the know, you know, there are certain shows that you have to sacrifice. And I've known that I I've sacrificed shows like I hardly ever watch MLW and I hear nothing but amazing things about that show. But unfortunately, it's one of the shows that I sacrifice. And so to watch, you know, other stuff. And so think about that. But for the fans, who don't necessarily have to watch all of the shows, like a wrestling you know, person in media that don't have to watch the show. So it's like people pick and choose what they want to watch. Yeah, I was gonna, like there's not enough time in the week to, to take in every single wrestling show. Like, you know, even though I, I do this as my job and I have not got time. I haven't watched an episode of NXT UK probably ever outside of like, you know, the Walter Dragunov episode, because that's an episode that I had to check out. It wouldn't even like, be the, like their key, like demographic that they want. The show is literally made for me. Like the show is like <laughs> people like me and other British wrestling fans. I mean, the show is specifically designed for me to watch. And I'm like, I haven't got time to watch your show guys. <laughs> but like, there isn't enough time in the week to watch all that. So I, I completely get it. I will be so so interested to see what impacts numbers are like next week because they are on you know they sent out a press release yesterday saying that they drew in total when you count everything together 750,000 viewers right like you know, that's across access tv across twitch across facebook across youtube all together 750,000 which is a great number for impact don't get me wrong it's a great great number when you combine everything together however it, what's the number week two like AEW had a great number last week, but you know what was better? The number they got this week. Because that was very interesting week... to me. I didn't see that coming. Oh, I totally did. Like after the excitement of last week's episode, like I was totally expecting this week's number to be higher. I think if this number week was the same or lower, they'd have been gutted. I think that what they wanted was that bump, that bump from Sting, that bump from Shaq, the you know, the bump from like all of the this impact news of what's gonna happen next. So I I so you know it's what's what's next week you're only as good as your last show so like if if next week's number is at the same or even higher that means that you've created new fans that are wanting to watch your product on a weekly basis so i'm hoping that's what's going to happen for impact i don't know if that's what's going to happen for impact though because that's the trend we've always seen with impact broken matt hardy brought in a lot of viewers to them for that one episode where they did the ultimate deletion and they did not stick around for the second week yeah, and that's that sucks too because it's like, what can you do? And I feel like Impact has had buzz; they have it, and then unfortunately, they go, it goes down because I feel like people only watch when they know something newsworthy is going to happen. Because people people don't want to miss out on the newsworthy things, and you know, like when the Good Brothers, you know, showed up to Impact. Okay, that's newsworthy. You want to know these guys were just hot off of WWE. You want to know what they're going to do. This with Kenny Omega. Okay, we want to know what he's going to say, and. Yeah, it's like people don't want to miss out on stuff. So they're going to have to do like very heavy promotion, obviously. And but hopefully it does help them. I really hope so. Yeah, completely. So for with Kenny Omega, uh, I, as I said, I've given my sort of wild prediction. I do think we're going to have a match, whether it is on Revolution or whether it's on a, an Impact pay-per-view. Obviously, it's not going to be on their next pay-per-view, but possibly the one after that. I do think we're going to get Swan versus Omega. Like, they set that up on this week's Impact. When Rich Swan goes out into the parking lot, and they're like, sorry, the champ's got this area reserved. And he's like, but I'm the champion. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of stuff that you can do in all of that. I also think we're going to be getting the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Uh, at some point soon champs versus champs so i think there is going to be a, a lot of 
you know, interesting stuff around the AEW Impact relationship. But I do think that, like, Don Callis has wanted to do this belt collector storyline for years. They did it with Austin Aries for a bit, but it never really caught the fire that they wanted. So I think that they could do it with Kenny. I think Kenny is the right guy to do it with. Have him win the Impact World Championship. He's the already the AAA champion. He's been that for about 12 years at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's the AEW champion. Have him win, like, you know, Rev Pro, their British Heavyweight Championship once like travel restrictions are, are, are lifted we've got you know you've got time to do this storyline you don't want to hot shot this you want to spread this out over months and months and months and then you build all build and build and build until you have that relationship with new japan to do kenny versus kota Ibushi for the iwgp championship it's his coveted title and it's his former golden lover like that is like that's such a great end point for this right it really is. And the fact that if he's the belt collector and he's sort of like the outsider, once he's like collecting all these belts, he's not necessarily just going to be seen as just an AEW guy. So if anything, that makes him like his star power rises. He gets more elevated where it's like, oh, no, like this guy isn't just a one brand guy. Like, no, this is a worldwide star that is out there, you know, beating people left and right or whatever and getting getting all of these bouts and personally i am very excited for that uh rich swan match because uh for bound for glory my, my favorite match was eric young rich swan and so i love that match so much and i've become this year i would say i've become a bigger rich swan fan than i was in the past just because i really had my eyes open to the the, the athletic ability that he has is just so good and personally i just love his style of wrestling so He's somebody that I definitely want to see in that main event picture, especially with somebody like Kenny Omega. I've never told you uh, when I met Rich Swan a couple of years ago at Wrestling Media Con. I don't think so. So, so Rich Swan, uh, he watches our stuff. Um, uh, at least he was in the lead up to MediaCon. I don't know if he still watches it now, but he was watching it in the lead up to Hi, Rich Swan. Just in case you're watching, hi. Just in case you are watching, hello. Um, so he was like messaging us, like, you know, in the week leading up to MediaCon, that he was really excited to meet all of us and this and the other. And um, I'd been off the week leading up to MediaCon because I was on my honeymoon. So I was, I was in Canada and I, I got back like just before MediaCon happened. And what that meant was is that rich swan was like sort of you know trying to get to know all of us and i wasn't there so when we then filmed this thing because like when he came in he was just full of excitement like him and sue young just came in and like sue young was you know she was tired because she just come off the flight but rich swan was just this ball of energy and he runs up and he just hugs ollie just like grabs him, and he's like oh my god it's ollie davis i hear you every day and he runs up and he hugs fake door and this and the other and we were like oh let, let's try let's recreate this like would we get a, a camera here and we'll, and we'll film this so we recreate it and we're just chatting there rich swan runs in and he goes like ollie davis laurie blake and he looks at me and forgets my name <laughs> that is so sad how did you feel it was so funny because there's just this pause and i went the other one, the other one? <laughs> how sad that is terrible and that is how i ended up getting my nickname for a while on this channel was the other one luke owen because i was at that point i was just the other guy on the channel it was so funny. Did he say anything? Like, did you tell? Like, did you like tell him? Like, oh, no, at the I, end, I, like I, what your name was? Honestly, I think. I mean, like, he eventually, like, you know, when we were talking, like, he knew who my name was. He just in that one moment forgot what my name was. It was so funny because that was the one time the cameras were rolling right. 
So, but like it was, he was just this frenetic ball of energy. My favorite thing about Swan, though, well, we'll get back to talking about Kenny Omega in a second. My favorite thing was when he was at the signing booth for, like, Impact had a booth there. So, you know, you had um, Swan was doing signings and Sue Young and Callahan and like a few of these others were signing. Rich was so bored. Like, he looked like a child that had been told that you've got to sit here and you're not allowed to play with your toys. Did they not have a line? He, well, no, he did because it was like it, it wasn't like a less it, was, it wasn't so much like a queuing up system. It was just like you know you sort of go to the booth like when you get a free chance to sort of go there. Oh, that sucks! And he just looked so bored. And then we walked up to him and we said like, "Oh, do you want to go and film a skit?" And all of a sudden he was like, <gasps> and like his eyes just like lit up because like something exciting was happening. And the impact guys were like, "No, Rich, you've got to stay here." And he's like, "Too late, I'm already going." He picks up his guitar and runs off with us. He's like, I have something to do. <laughs> that oh, that good. does suck when they set like this, you know, meet and greet stuff when they don't set it up properly or there's not enough people. Like those could be pretty exhausting for the talent. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. Like ours, we were just sort of hanging around the table and it was fine because we were just sort of hanging around our table and just sort of chatting with people. But like we were also, because we were running the show, we also had to like just be all over the place. So we didn't have to have that moment where you sat at the table doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my Rich Swan story. <laughs> he forgot my name once. Um, so I'm hoping that Kenny Omega beats the crap out of him and takes his title off of him. Well, hopefully Kenny Omega doesn't forget your name. <laughs> I would wager Kenny Omega has zero clue who I am. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy. Just be, the, the other guy. Exactly. I, I would wager he wouldn't even get that far. Like, he's just like, you are just generic white guy. That is who you are, <laughs> generic white guy on YouTube. Um for me, like, well, like to finish off this Kenny Omega thing, uh, what I want from this is because this is an AEW storyline. We can't forget this isn't just about Kenny Omega and winning all of these times and stuff like that. This has got to have an end point for AEW. And my dream end point is Hangman Page. And Hangman Page, like, you know, spending 2021, maybe even 2022 down in the dumps you know like you know uh like tetsuya naito's 2019 where it was just full of like depression and self-doubt like that's what i want from hangman page in 2021 so he can finally like in 2022 build himself back up to be hangman adam page and go against kenny omega maybe it's all out for that is when he finally wins the aew world championship that is a good idea. And I also liked what you said, Ollie said last week, where he said uh, that basically, was. didn't he say that? I think his pitch was that Hangman Page would essentially eventually get like upset that like, you know, Kenny Omega was essentially like not an AEW guy. I liked that whole idea too. I thought that that was something like that would work as well, where it's like, oh, Kenny Omega isn't seen as one of like the guys anymore. So, you know, people start turning on him. I think that would be a pretty cool one as well. Yeah, I think it'd be really cool. I mean, let us know in the comments what you'd like to see next from Kenny Omega and this AEW Impact Championship. And, you know, there's AEW wrestling relationship, you know, whether that like, you know, with Don Callis, like Don Callis has got that inroad into New Japan. Like that Don is Callis is like the best part of this whole thing. He oh, is man. so phenomenal in the way that he is like he's he's up there with like somebody like Paul Heyman. Yeah, and I'm going to we used to do a show with Callis um years ago we used to have him on the channel um he was our wrestle talk insider we basically just like interviewed him every week about what was going on in impact and what was going on in new japan um and it was brilliant like it was a really really great series we did but we only did it for like a handful of weeks because he's so busy like trying to like just sort of like get into sit down 
for 15 minutes and just talk to him was uh, it, it, it was never going to work out, which is a shame because it was really cool having him as part of the channel for a little bit. Oh, God, that would be even awesome to have right now. I mean, right now, it'd probably be impossible, but just to have something like that would be really cool. Yeah, maybe we should send him an email. Um, mm -hmm. Right, let's quickly talk about the ratings before we get into your mailbag questions. As we've already talked about, AEW got a huge, huge number this week, 995,000, nearly hitting that million mark there. And the rating in the 18 to 49 was 0.45, which is huge. It's up 9% from last week. It's the largest audience for the show uh, um, with NXT competition since October 16th, 2019. So it is like their... Man, this this was a huge, huge show for them. The it it finished in the eighteen to forty nine no, in the eighteen to forty nine demo. It was second in all of cable. It was a huge show for them. In comparison, NXT was thirty seventh. That's wild. But you know what? It's good though for them to have that follow up. The only reason why I was surprised, like I was expecting a good number for them, but I wasn't expecting it to beat the previous week just because they did so much promotion for Winter is Coming that I felt like that show was going to hit the 1 million mark. So I guess because that show didn't hit the 1 million mark, I didn't think that this show would hit the 1 million mark. But boy, was I wrong. Completely wrong. I think I really truly think that it wasn't everything that they promoted on the show. It was one thing, and it was Sting. I, yeah. I, I don't think it was Shaq. I don't think it was anything else. I really, truly think that it was Sting, and people just wanted to, A, follow up to see what was going to happen on the show, how they were going to follow up with this. Two, who knows? Maybe there's people that missed the show and just heard about the news, and they're like, hey, I should probably check out this AEW thing. What's happening here? Uh, that That's what I think. And so... I can only imagine that seeing that number, just 5,000 viewers shy wow. of hitting that 1 million. I mean, when you think about it in like a big picture, it's pennies, man. Pennies. Like you are pennies short in getting that 1 million number. And that would have been really great to have. So hopefully, or maybe I was, I did feel bad for those NXT numbers though. It did not look pretty. Like this was a very huge gap. And usually they're pretty close or they're not too mm -hmm. bad, but this gap was very huge for them. And it sucks because they did have a lot of, you know, new things on the show. You know, they had the return of Cross on the show. They had Finn, they promoted Finn Balor maybe a couple of hours before NXT actually went on the air. But I really think what's hurting NXT is that they don't promote anything. When I'm preparing for my show, Luke, I don't even know what to put on the thumbnail for the NXT because I try to do like half AEW, half NXT. But then I don't have anything to put for the NXT. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen on the show. Like, what do I put on the thumbnail? Because they haven't promoted anything. And that's what they yeah. need to do. They need to promote stuff so that, you know, get that boost up. And it sucks, too, because they just came off of NXT TakeOver War Games. That was a big thing. Uh, you know, everybody loves War Games. It's a fun thing. And to have that such a low number coming off a show like that is not good. Yeah, and it wasn't like a terrible number either. It was 659,000 viewers, which is up from last week, which you'd expect because it's the post-pay-per-view bump. Uh, and actually, like we had a lot of comments on yesterday's AEW review that said that they didn't like AEW last night, but they really liked the episode of NXT. You know, people who usually watch, like they watch both shows and usually the AEW show is the one they like. They said, you know what, this week NXT put on a much better show. So like I'm, I'm gutted for them as well that they actually put on a really, really great show. And I don't think last night's episode, sorry, Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite it was a, like a great show like it was a, it was a solid episode um so so sort of like just to uh echo some of the points that you said there i think that it was I, I don't think it was just sting i think it was sting 
I think it was Kenny Omega. And the fact that it was it, it was effect, effectively a post pay-per-view bump because last week's episode was that sort of pay-per-view caliber winter is coming show. And this is the post pay-per-view bump of just like, oh man, what is going to happen next? So I would wager that next week's number will be down. I don't think you're going to get to that. I don't think you're going to go over the 1 million mark. But I think if I'm if I'm AEW, I'm hope I'm hoping to hold steady. Like if you're in that sort of like eight hundred to nine hundred thousand mark, that's a great number. But if you're back down to that seven hundred and fifty, that means that the show that you did on that Thursday or the Wednesday did not captivate enough people to tune in the following week. Right, How and unfortunately, sorry, gone. Oh, sorry, because it's what what's unfortunate though is that people were pissed about the whole Kenny Omega thing. Like people were yeah. not happy about that. Yeah, I know. And we had some people defending it in the in the comments yesterday that were just like, look, it's it's the it's the heel character. You promise a big thing you don't deliver. And I'm like, ah, you, I don't think you can do that with wrestling fans. I don't think it works that way. Like wrestling fans, if you're told you're getting something, they want to hear something. Look at Tony Khan's tweet. Tony Khan's tweet said, like, the 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 balance of power is shifting. I was so pissed I about that. <laughs> I don't like Pacrotezo was like, you mother effer, like you lied to us. And like Tony said, they go like, just give me three weeks. Like just because I said it now, it doesn't mean it's happening now. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, I get that too. No, if you promote something, I'm going to go in expecting this. Like you can't say you're going to deliver an announcement and then not give it. No. And there are <laughs> definitely other ways that he came across as a heel. So I don't feel like there's any defending that. No, you're yeah. telling me you're going to say something important. I'm expecting something important. Uh, right. Before we get into the mailbag, uh, Denise, this is our last episode of uh, the, the the magazine show for, I think, might be for this year because I'm off next week, right? What? I, I didn't know this. Nobody told me anything. I, I, I know. I meant to message you earlier in the week. but like, <laughs> Thanks, like, Luke. You, Thanks. You are, still, you are still doing the show next week. It just won't be with oh, me. I'm doing the show next week. See, this is not clear to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's our last show in the fact that it's me and you, right? Because oh. like, I'm off next week because I'm moving house. And then, it, and then the following week after that is Christmas. So like. Do you guys uh, take Christmas off? Oh, of course we take Christmas off. Like I'm oh. working Christmas Eve, but I'm not working Christmas Day. Um, and Christmas Eve is the wait. Christmas day. Eve is when we do our show, so you're not going to be on then, right? Maybe I will be working. Let me look at calendar. Christmas. Okay, so you're saying that you're not going to be here next week, which yeah, is the 17th. Yeah, Christmas Day is the Friday. Oh, it's because I so I wait on a Friday. Yeah, for you it's a Thursday, but for me it's a Friday that we record. Right. So for me, when we record, it's Christmas Eve. But for me, it's Christmas Day and I'm not recording on Christmas. Okay. <laughs> so you're telling me I have Christmas Eve off. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is, this is good to get okay. this all clarified now. I'm all building this up to the fact because I got a package in the post this week, Denise. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I was waiting. I didn't hear from you. I texted my fiance and I was like, yeah, Luke no sold my package. I didn't know sell it. I was waiting for the show. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, he's probably waiting for the show. So you haven't opened it yet? I haven't opened it yet. Like this is, because I, I wasn't sure if you wanted me to open it on the stream. So I thought I would wait to open oh, it. I, I didn't give you any rules because curiosity would have killed me. <laughs> I would have opened it. Oh, dude, I was going to say, do you want me to save this until Christmas? Like, do you want me to like... <laughs> no, open it. I'm so excited. Go. Okay, right. I'm opening with a knife, so I, hope I that's think, okay. Oh, be careful. Don't kill yourself on our last show of the year, we think. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the shipping. 
My fiance is like a professional shipper, so he shipped this over to you from his office. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it was a lot easier on me not having to ship internationally. I mean, this is great because, like, I've got I need lots of boxes for packing and stuff. But oh yeah, you holy, can holy! I nearly swore then. Oh man, it is loads of American sweets and stuff. American some... and Mexican sweets. You're oh, getting amazing. the best of both worlds, Luke. Flaming hot limon crunchy Cheetos. Wait, have you had those? Hold on, I need to. I need to know exactly what you had and what you haven't okay. had. So I have Cheetos. We used to get Cheetos in the '90s. We haven't had them for years, though. But we used to get Cheetos in the '90s for a little bit. I mean, they stopped. But you don't have those here. right now, though. Okay, because I was just guessing. I didn't know what you guys had. These are Denise's favorite snacks. I only gave you things I like. Flags, banderales. Okay, that. Yeah, that one. That one is a Mexican candy. That one is tamarindo. So you like bite it off of the stick. It's bloody fantastic. (laughs) It's bloody fantastic. Bloody fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Those are also Mexican candy. They're called pelones and they're so good. So you push it up and it comes out like little hair. And it's also tamarindo from the stick, from the stick. And that is the same thing, but it's like in a different format or a different texture. Okay. And you like suck it out and it's so good. They're addicting. A little spicy, oh, but addicting. I was going to say, like, yeah, I mean, this looks like it would be spicy. Is that right? Yeah, it's a little. I think there's like beans in there. I don't think you eat the beans, though. So don't eat <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, sour punch that explains itself, right? Like that's th- again, this is this is new to me. Wait, sour new punch is new to you? Oh yeah, dude! I, all the stuff in here, I can tell you for like, I can tell you right now, we get none of this. Oh my god, sour punch is my life, my I, life. I can, I can smell this hubba bubba. Like when I open this up, I could smell this. Like <laughs> hubba bubba, you will love it. It is so addicting and it's very powdery. So be careful and it finishes yeah. fast. So you could eat the whole tub in like one, like two minutes. I think we get hubba bubba here. More Cheetos. Very nice. What flavor But those is this? are not limon. Those are the regular hot Cheetos. Just regular hot Cheetos. Regular okay. hot Cheetos because hot Cheetos are life. Fritos chili cheese flavored corn chips. Yes, those are Fritos, but they're chili cheese flavor and like chili, like kind of like chili cheese fries, but Fritos, they're so good. Oh man, this box smells so sweet. I love it. <laughs> so and delicious. those ones, those are Mexican candies as well. Yeah. Is it oh man, it's just like one giant big candy thing, right? No, it's like three different pieces, I think, but like it's like three different, like a little packet. Yeah, like the little packets, but like there's one sweet in the packet, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like one sweet in the packet. Yeah. It looks like. So we have got a sweet here that's called a, God, what did you call it? It's like a double, double decker or something like that. But it looks the same as those, like the same colors and everything. I'm so curious to know if it's the same thing. I would love it. Imagine. Imagine if it's the same thing, but branded differently. Just rebranded it, you fool. You never know. You never know. I know. I really didn't know, like, what you guys had. Okay, Thakis. Thakis. You're going to – okay, those are spicy. Be warned, especially if you're not used to spicy stuff. Oh, but they stuff. are so good, okay? Like, good. But you don't want to eat too many at a time, though, because your tummy will hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
What a wonderful, wonderful, thank you so much for sending me over something that might make me ill. Although I love this hot chili pepper and lime. Oh, that's a great combination. They're oh. so bomb. They're so, Sean doesn't like them. Sean Ross Sapp, he said he doesn't like them, but I like them. So that's why I sent them. All right, we've got more from this company, La Fiesta. Oh, that is, uh, uh, those are like, uh, oh God, like a, like a, like they're like a, like a sugar salt flavor. Like it's, I forgot what it's called, but you like put it on your palm and like you lick it off your palm. Oh, I always hated sweets like that. Like I don't want to put it on my palm and lick it off my hand. <laughs> no, you put like, it on your, or you put the packet and do this, you know that, but you know, <laughs> whatever way feels best for you. In the UK, we used to have these things called dip dabs which I'd imagine is probably a similar thing. I hated dip dabs because it was just like, open this package, just throw sugar into your mouth. and just goes everywhere. They get some your clothes. You and your wife are going to have an experience with this oh box, God. okay? And I need to get a review of what you like the best afterwards. Oh, you are getting so much. Like, you expect texts. Like, you're getting yes. so much out of me. And because, because it's, my, birth, because it's yeah. my birthday on Monday, right? The like, 14th, I, right? Yeah, on the 14th, yeah. I, I've already bought, like, loads of sweet stuff in the house because like it's it's my birthday and it's christmas coming up so we've got like a box of quality street and that means we are now like overloaded with stuff there's still more guys we've got airheads oh my god airheads i love that film airhead oh my god air oh my god you've never had airheads in my life i'm no. exploding right now i can't believe this okay airheads are my favorite candies those are the reasons why i had cavities and had to go to the dentist because they are so <laughs> good they're different flavors okay so each one is different flavors and my melon. the best melon ones are orange. mystery and the mystery yeah. the blueberry so yeah, the mystery the, blue, the red and the white are my favorites okay not the melon not the melon, but it's still good. You'll love it. Doesn't matter. They're airheads. They're so good. Oh man, the melon! And you can make a little making. tongue, like you can pretend you have like a little tongue with them. What have we got here? Okay, so those are my favorite Mexican candy. Okay, I could eat these for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Those are called mazapanes. Okay, and they're essentially mm -hmm. like a flower, but with like peanuts. So if you have a peanut allergy or, or you know anybody with a peanut allergy, do not eat these whatsoever. But they are so good. But you have to be gentle with how you open them. So open it very carefully, or else it'll break. So you want to open it carefully so it doesn't break, and then you take bites of it because it's very thick. It's like it's kind of sandy. Hmm. Is it so? It's marzipan, right? Yeah, so, um, I yeah. guess marzipan yeah. is. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I don't it know. says on there, like, I mean, it, a, it looks like the word marzipan, but then it also says marzipan style. So I'm going to assume. Oh, that it okay. Probably. I quite, like I quite like marzipan. My wife hates marzipan. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got two more here. These look great. Which ones are those? Oh, that's the pulporindo. My fiance likes those. He 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 convinced me to put that one in there. <laughs> They're okay. Extra Extra hot taramind candy. Hello. I think it's also tamarindo. Yeah, I think it's the same thing oh. as the other ones. Just, again, a different yeah. texture. Oh, I'm so excited. And then we've got one last one. Oh, no, we haven't. There's actually a couple more. Oh, my God. Okay. My, you wife, hate those. my wife is going to go nuts for these, by the way. She loves sour sweets. Okay. Those are my favorite candy. I just had a bag right now. These are trolleys. They are the best. American gummy worms, period. You will not have any better gummy worms than trolleys. They're the best. Gummy worms. I think, is this got, usually they've got gelatin in it. Oh, it has got gelatin in it. But maybe I'll Are you allergic to gelatin? No, no, gelatin, I'm vegetarian, so I can't have Oh, like, okay. Wait, gelatin. I don't know. Try one. Try one. I think I might try one. 
Do you know what, Denise, for you, I am going to forego my, my vegetarianism because, like, I miss gummy sweets really bad. Like, I get to have wine gums, but, man, I miss gummy sweets. And this is my favorite candy, period, by the way, trolleys. So I'm very excited to see what you're going to think. I think your wife is going to love them. And lastly, canales. So those are actually, those are cheek, those are, those are chicles, which is gum and they're mm -hmm. uh, Mexican gum. So they're Mexican chiclets essentially. And they're very addicting. If you go to Mexico, like you'll see those like everywhere. And like, yeah. yeah. This is rad. This is so, so great. Thank you so, so much. It's so kind and generous of you. I'm, I'm beyond thrilled and I'm gutted because I've got something that's being sent to you. And I don't, it's, I was hoping obviously it was going to get to you for this, but I don't think it is. So if when my package arrives, can you wait until we're on a stream together and then we'll we'll open it so we don't have to like I, I don't want you opening it with like Adam on the stream or something. Don't like I don't want him taking like <laughs> taking this from me. <laughs> taking your taking your side. I would not allow that, although curiosity will kill me. But seriously <laughs> though, those, I love I, I gave you the best of like Amer well, I didn't send you any chocolate because I knew it would melt. And I didn't and send you anything that made right? noise. Because apparently my fiance said that like people will get suspicious because I don't know, <laughs> apparently there's like rules and stuff when it comes to shipping and international laws. So I'm not really too sure. So he was like, let's not put anything that's going to melt and let's not put anything that is going to make too much noise or like rattle. So, yeah, so we were, we were very, so we had like a, we went on like on a whole argument at the supermarket over what we were going to send. I was like, we need to send him this. He, I have to send him this. Like, and he's like, no, send him this. And I was like, no, this. So it was a whole complication, but it was fun. Oh, okay. That is amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, and please pass on your thanks to my, uh, to your fiance as well. That's really, really kind of you. Thank you very, very much. Oh, I'm feeling so excited to try all of that now. I know. I'm excited okay. for you. I'm excited for your taste buds. Ha <laughs> ha. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Unknown, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Unknown's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Immorons. Okay, right, let's get into your Patreon mailbag questions. If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon at any dollar amount and leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag. Do not email me. I will just lose it. Bad at my job. Rini is up first. It says, hey, Luke and Denise, hope you're doing well. I'm doing very well because I'm an uncle this week. And I was watching <gasps> Congratulations. A- I know, right? I was watching a movie with the baby near me and I was thinking who might just be the big actors of 2020 who he would watch. First name that came to mind is Millie Bobby Brown. She's a great actor. She could play different roles at the age of 16. She's also my age. She's definitely a good person. Now, I've got a little bit of bias because she's my favorite character, uh, Eleven, from Stranger Things. question is, who do you think will be a big actor or actress of the 2020s? There's so many, especially on Netflix. Like the world of Netflix is filled with so many young people. I don't think I remember them all by name. Oh, you know who I love? The girl from 13 Reasons. Uh, 13 Reasons Why? Um, I know who exactly you're talking about. Uh, the Australian. I think she is. No, she not is Catherine Australian. Langford. The other one. Yeah. Um, Catherine Langford's just been cast in um, Hawkeye. Not Hawkeye. God, she's just been cast in an MCU product. I think oh, it was in that three, in fact. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, then her oh, no, too. That's Catherine Newton, sorry. I was, oh, yeah. I was Catherine thinking. Newton is fan. She was in the society, I think, wasn't she? Yeah. I've I've I I've basically this morning when I was supposed to be gathering news stories and getting all these mailbag, Patreon mailbag questions, I've just been watching all the trailers that Disney released for uh the MCU and stuff. So very sorry about that. But actually, that is the guy I was gonna mention, which is Jonathan Majors, who is he was amazing in the the Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country that they've just uh they had on, on Sky uh, over here. But um, he's got, he's just been cast in the MCU as Kang the Conqueror. And I think there's going to be some big, big stuff out of it. He's wicked. He's so captivating on screen. I think he's going to be huge. I don't know him, but I mean, if he's going to be huge, I'll eventually know him. Oh, you'll know him. Uh, RLT Sandwich says, hey, guys, have you finished your Christmas shopping this year? Are there any gifts you're excited to give to someone? Well, I'm excited for my gift to arrive to Denise. Um, and I, I finished all my Christmas shopping on Monday. But Did not you? really because I have. I haven't I haven't got presents for my brother, uh, my brother's girlfriend or my parents yet. I basically just did the shopping for my wife. Um, 
because I'm not seeing my I'm not seeing my family this year. I'm not seeing my mum and dad. I'm not seeing my brother because of uh, you know reasons, uh, COVID reasons. Uh, so I'm I, I I have as got as much sense of urgency about getting something across. <laughs> Same. Yeah, Same. So I, I'm I'm going to do that next week. Um, but yeah, I had to get all the stuff that my wife sorted out. How about you? That's the most important part. First, get your wife's gifts, and then you can plan everybody else. That's how it works. When, once you get married or have a girlfriend or whatever. Um, uh, for me, I think I kind of got everybody I, I gave everybody their gifts already like my grandma she got spoiled she got like a phone she got shoes she got like a bunch of stuff and then my grandpa got his gift too my fiance I still probably need to get him something else because I just got him like two things and he already knows what those two things are so now I have to get him something extra and then um there's some stuff that I have to send like on the day of because I'm planning on sending like gift cards to people but I have to like send those the day of so I'm kind of just like waiting for that but like everybody else like I've shipped gifts to them and then I my brothers they just want money so I'm just gonna like Venmo them <laughs> and <laughs> they're like sense. 12 and 13 but all they want is cash so I was like all they right cash. yeah cash is fine um continuing the Christmas theme Misha Sumra says Denise after the controversy last week I'm gonna give you an opportunity to restore your friendship with Luke so this is going to need a bit of uh, background here because Misha is, um, so he's part of the Discord channel for my other podcast, uh, Under Consultation, which reviews an old TV show from the 90s. Um, and on that Discord, we've been having a bit of a debate recently um, about mince pies. Um, do you get mince pies? I don't do you know what they pies? are. Mince pies is basically like a little like a little pastry cup and it's full of like not it, they call it mince meat but it's not like mince meat um and it's got sort of like it, it flavoring stuff you can do it like alcohol in there as well and it's got a little pastry top a little sprinkling of um demerara sugar and stuff and it's it's a christmas treat that we have here like it's just these little mince pies things i don't like them i've never liked mince pies i think they're a bit disgusting but it's become this big war on our Discord channel over people who like mince pies and people who don't like mince pies. And we are having a currently a civil war over this. So Misha wants to know, are mince pies actually good? I think you're going to struggle here, Misha, because I don't think Denise knows what they are. No, but I will Google them. And based on what they look like, I will tell you if they look good or not. So mince pie. Oh, is it meat inside? It's, it's not meat inside. No, but it does. It's just called mince. I don't know why. You know I'm what? I'm gonna say that. yes because I like how it has like some sort of like sugar like on the top. It kind of looks pretty good. I mean, I've never had one, but based on what it looks like, it looks fine. And I love anything with bread in it and like dough and stuff. Yeah, see, for me, it's too crumbly. Like, I, if I'm getting pastry, I like pastry to be like a flaky, I guess, in a way. Like my so Bake Off, my wife uh, was jokes about the fact you know you want a soggy bottom, but I kind of like a soggy bottom. I almost like slightly undercooked like pastry is like that. That's what I like. A soggy bottom. <laughs> 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 I think people would argue on that one, Luke. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, Mary Berry would not like me at all. Uh, Jonathan Hedman <laughs> says, "Hello, team to Nuke. Uh, I'd like to chime in onto the Friends conversation. Spoiler alert." Now, Callum did actually get in touch because we did. I accidentally spoiled Friends, uh, and I've honestly not stopped thinking about the fact that I spoiled it for him. He messaged me. He's in the mailbag table, like, "Don't worry, it was bound to happen." So, thank you very much. You put my mind at ease. Genuinely, I haven't stopped thinking about it. Anyway, so spoiler alert from Jonathan Hedman. Uh, while yes, I agree, it's one of the best TV shows. They are still, at the end of the day, very bad people. Uh, how many times has Ross seen Ben? Phoebe really did ask for a charity donation back. Joey doesn't share food, etc. My question is, who is the worst friend? I'm going to have to say Rachel, simply for the fact that after having a baby, she was going back to work without having changed the diaper. Jonathan, man, people have got to work. Like, people can't afford to take a year off work. But, it, like, it, it, she had to go back. Um, 
So who is the worst friend? It's Ross. It's the simple answer. He is the worst friend. Oh, but Ross is my favorite, though. He is the worst, though, isn't he? No, no, I'm not going to vote him. You know who I did think they were always mean to, though? Joey. I thought Joey deserved a better ending. He deserved a happier ending. Right, okay. So I'm very curious to get your take on this. Where do you stand on the Joey-Rachel storyline? I hated it. I hated it. I I skipped those episodes. I can't watch it. It grosses me out. I'm like one of the few people I know that genuinely like that story. Ew, no. It was so sweet. It was so lovely. No, it was gross. Why was it gross? Because that was not their love story. It wasn't their love story. It was <laughs> no. didn't belong to them. He didn't fit in this picture. And he, they were friends and they had such a nice friendship and they ruined that. No, not to end up together. Like I didn't want them to like, you know, ride off into the sunset. But I thought it was like, as a like a short, like, you know, five episode run. I thought it was a very sweet story. I hated it. Oh, Denise. I will never. Uh, I skipped those episodes. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Johnson. Uh, thank you to Juan uh, Villalona for sending in your Spanish lessons for the week. Ooh, because we spent so much, yeah, because we spent so much time. Do you know what? Let's let's quickly do them. Because uh, we've got um, Aguilia. Aguilia. Eagle. Aguilia, I think. Eagle. I've never Aguilla. said eagle. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Belena. Whale. Oh, Ballena. Oh, Viana. Oh my God, I'm um, bad at animals. Sorry, guys. I'm Escrabaj, Escrabado, Escrabado, S, Escrabajo. Oh, that's a new one. I haven't heard of like a, what was Bajo? That's it. Escarabajo, yeah. Like the whole, <laughs> like the eight, the J is someone pronounced like an H. Ho. Hormiga, mm-hmm. ant. Hormiga, yeah. Mapache? No, no. Yeah, it wouldn't be Mapache, would it? I used to, I didn't know raccoons were called Mapaches. I, I thought they were Apaches. No. Yeah, you're right. I don't know this one. See, I don't know my animals very well. Other than Hormiga, I don't really know my animals. Uh, and Salamatones? Grasshoppers. Oh, grasshoppers. Why do I call those? I don't call those that. I call those something else. <laughs> I would oh, have to ask my what? grandma. Sorry, I felt the animal. I don't know these. Like, I only know, like, dog, cat. Like, you're basic Dang. everyday animals. Like, you go horse, a fish, a cow. You're supposed to be my Dora. Like, Dora doesn't show up on the show and be like, sorry, guys, I don't know this one. I need to these ask my grandma if you're around. Animals. I don't know the fancy animals, okay? I can give you, like, okay, dog, perro, cat, um, gato, cow, vaca. The animals, the fancy yeah, like, animals, like the I, grasshopper and the <laughs> raccoon. Those are the fancy animals. Sorry, like if, if there's if it's not an animal that's talked about every day, I'm not really too sure on what it's supposed to be called. Man, that really made me laugh. Trash pandas. I'm an I'm like an, a, I'm a American Mexican Spanish girl. All right. <laughs> Uh, Dwayne Johnson says, I came across uh, one of Adam's old What Culture videos looking at cringy Christmas moments from the world of wrestling, which was five years ago. I want to ask you guys, are there any wrestling Christmas moments that you found memorable? It can be good or bad. I'll always remember that weird moment where Titus O'Neil ate too much turkey before his match and threw up in JBL's hat. Oh, God. I do remember it. I have zero. Remember. I, I, okay, so cards out on the table here. Because it's the Christmas period, I don't tend to watch wrestling. I don't know if I've ever seen a Christmas episode of a wrestling show. So I read about them and I'm like, yep, that sounds exactly as wacky as I expected it to be. But I don't think I've ever really watched one. 
I've I have I have, but I feel like it's always the same thing. Like somebody's dressed in Santa Claus and some weird <gasps> happens, and that's kind of about it. I guess I never really Can have like memory. That, oh no, not again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh class, <laughs> what do you need to do so you know this is the edit point? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I always forget. <laughs> I'm just gonna make a note about 48 minutes in. I need to add in my sonic sound effects to cover up Denise's dirty mouth. Dirty, oh. dirty mouth. <laughs> I don't oh, need that. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I love it. It makes me laugh. Connor Going uh, says, I'm enjoying your phenomenon videos, uh, like where, where the chess is actually good. Have you been watching The Queen's Gambit on Netflix? You seem to be quite taken with the game. I thought you'd like it. Moreover, I spotted a copy of Boss Monster in the backdrop of one of your shots. Is it worth the investment? Has it got good replay value? I've seen it a couple of times in Waterstones and have been tempted. I enjoy Boss Monster. I don't think it's, I think there's a lot of good expansions you can get for it. I've only got the base set, but uh, it's good. I think you need like I've tried to do it with just two people. It needs like three or four to be like a really, really good game. But there is, it's, it's, it's good. I don't know whether you'd call it an investment, but it is. It's it's a pretty good game. If you can get it fairly cheap, I'd I'd recommend it. Uh, as for the Queen's Gambit, still I've not seen it yet. Uh, it's on Ooh, my wife. I know it's on our to watch list. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it. I am a bit taken with chess at the moment, though, even though I've yet to win a game since I made that video. I've been playing my brother a lot and I keep getting beaten. So that means you're just naturally smarter than I am. I mean, like if in case we didn't know that already, that officially makes you smarter because I read a fact that said that if you know how to play chess, like you're instantly smarter, like your IQ levels rise. Do you not know how to play chess at all? No, I don't even know. the rule. I mean, everything that I know about chess I learned from the Queen's Gambit. <laughs> and that's it. That's all my extent of chess. Well, I would recommend watching the video that I made on Phenomenodes about chess because it was great. When I got taught, I got beaten by a chess master and he sort of showed me like bits and pieces of how to play the game. It was such a good fun. It was such a great time. My latest uh, video on Phenomenodes dropped yesterday. Is Uno actually good? And I had so much fun making it. I've actually still got the rules on my desk. So um, yeah, go, please go check that out with Phenomenodes. I really, really enjoyed making it. Trevor from Ohio. After hearing Luke's rant about uh, being a Christmas baby, I relate a lot. My birthday is on Christmas Eve. It's been the same for the past 23 years on this earth. My dad and I get Chinese, Chinese food in the morning to celebrate since those restaurants are still open on Christmas Eve. Then we go to my grandparents' house to celebrate the holiday. My question for you both, what are some of your best and worst birthday memories you have best and worst birthday memories i feel like all my birthdays were good i didn't have one bad birthday i'm like oh, the really? birthday queen i had a birthday party every year of my life wow every year like big birthday parties and wow. so they were all great i think there was one year no there was one year i think when i turned 15 i didn't do anything I just hung out on MySpace all day. <laughs> That's what we all did, really. Um, <laughs> I uh, I mean, so my 30th? Yeah, it was my 30th. I was in New York on my birthday. So like that was a great, great day. We did a, a Ghostbusters walking tour that I'd made myself uh, because... A Ghostbusters fun... walking tour? Yeah. Fun fact, Denise, there is not a Ghostbusters tour in New York, which I find baffling because like all the locations are there so like i found where all the locations uh, for the film were and i created this walking tour that took us miles and we walked pretty much like the length and breadth of new york 
you know, you can like put that, like, you can put that like in a sheet or something and sell it to people. Like people want to know this stuff. You know how many times I've Googled like places to visit in New York if you're a sex in the city fan, <laughs> like yeah. dumb stuff like that. I will do that. So there's people out there that want to do this stuff and they don't know like where to go. Oh, dude, I, I was convinced. I was, I was saying to my wife while we were walking around, I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a Ghostbusters walker tour. I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to get a proper like Ghostbusters outfit. I'm going to get an Ecto-1 and I'm going to do a Ghostbusters tour and I'm going to sell this and this would be the best. Because like if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you get to tour New York in an Ecto-1 looking at all the locations. That'd be great, right? It's yeah. amazing that that doesn't exist already. I, I find that shocking. I find that shocking. I find that shocking too. Anyway, that was a great birthday. Also, uh, my birthday, 1992, when I turned seven, I got a... Oh, that was the year I was born. (laughs) (laughs) I got a a Mario birthday cake, and it was this, it's this Game Boy, and it's got Mario popping out of the screen, like this little 3D Mario popping out of the screen. And my birthday wish that year was like, I wished Mario was real, right? The following year, the Super Mario Brothers movie came out, and I genuinely believe that I made that happen. Like, I believe that I made that happen. Wait, okay, you're December 1992? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I was going to say, no, you wished, and then I came out. <laughs> but no, I was born in May, so that was not possible. It was not possible. It was not possible. Sorry. Unless, no, unless I did it for my, like, 1996 one. I was like, oh, man, I really wish there was this girl called Denise in, in California. <laughs> in, like, 20 years, I'll meet her. We'll do a show together. Uh, Marcus Campbell says, I've noticed that both Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin are both being called the Cruiserweight Champion. My question is, when do you think we'll see a program to see who is the true Cruiserweight Champion? Uh, for my Christmas-related question, Luke, do you, how do you feel about Christmas-related horror movies like Santa Slay, Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night? bloody love them mate silent night deadly night in particular is a masterpiece great great movie it's i watch it every year it's so so good i went i've gone to the cinema sometimes to see it as well absolutely love it i i don't i don't know it oh man it's great it's about this little <laughs> kid right and his little kid and his brother who like as a child witnesses his parents being killed by a guy dressed as santa claus so he then sort of like has this you know sort of uh, uh fear of of christmas and sort of santa and stuff and he gets put into this home which is run by nuns and really i mean the the, the, the bad guy of the movie is the nun that's in charge because the nun like punishes him every time he does something naughty and like you know says punish 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 so when he becomes an adult he's kind of like this instilled into him that you should punish those that are naughty and he works at this like toy store they make him dress up as santa claus and it just something inside snaps and so he then just goes on this murderous rampage, punishing all those that are naughty. And it's brilliant. It's what so, is this movie so called again? Silent Night, Deadly Night. It came out in like the mid 80s. Got banned in the UK. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, that is naughty. <laughs> Very naughty. It's got a whole he it's got a whole host of crap sequels, and I love every single one of them. The Toy Maker is amazing. It's got a guy who is basically a living Ken doll and he has sex with someone. It's amazing. Anyway, um, so uh Jordan Devlin Santos Escobar. I think that's probably the plan they were going for. Is Jordan Devon still called the Cruiserweight Champion? Man, you'd think we would know that off the top of our heads, right? Yeah, let's have a look. Yeah, Stupid you do the stuff. research. Do the research. Onto the, onto the website. Oh, yeah, they both still are credited. Santos Escobar slash Jordan Devlin, NXT Cruiserweight Champion. Huh. I thought they oh, dropped all that. That's pretty complicated. Because they stopped calling, because they were calling him the interim champion at first, weren't they? Then they just stopped calling him the interim champion and just started calling him cruiserweight champion. 
I feel like they definitely need to clear that up. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with like a deer in the headlights look like I don't know I don't know what they're doing <laughs> uh, Matt Nettingfield the other day I was scrolling through Facebook and a video of the best moments of Joker Sting popped up and I watched it and was very entertained Luke as the resident TNA expert um, because I only ever watched the Aces and the 8 what's your opinion on Joker Sting and what was he all about do you think he could fit in AEW don't think he'd fit in AEW Joker Sting was a I've kind of got mixed with like at the time I was like, oh, this is pretty silly. This is this is I don't think this is particularly great. Looking back on it now, I think it was pretty cool. Like it was a really nice reinvention of the character. And I don't think I I it was not appreciated in its time. That is what I will say for Joker Sting. It was not appreciated when it happened. I think it was more like an evolution of, you know, of Sting, like where you, you know, you had, you know, Surfer Sting, you had Sting, Crow Sting, and so just kind of like a different branch of all of that. But in terms of AEW, he just needs to be just Sting. Like, that's it. No bells and whistles, just Sting. Interesting. Um, Steve Taylor, is that a Shockmaster figure behind Denise on her shelf? If so, has he ever fallen over and plummeted to the ground? No, that's Love Machine. That's that's Love Machine. Yeah. So it's it's not, um, yeah, it's not, it's not, um, <laughs> I'm like, it's not a uh, uh, Shockmaster. Which I did try to I, I tried to convey to you through the uh the medium of actions on Quizzlemania when we did the tag team round. That was hard, Wait, man. What were you trying to tell me? During remember, like, when we were doing um the uh charades round, charades, and I had to do the Shockmaster's debut and I had to keep falling over and the helmet were falling off and you couldn't work out what I was doing. You thought I was someone on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you were trying to hint at me? Shockmaster? Yeah, I, yeah do you not remember this round? Yeah, no, I remember, but wait, I don't get how it ties into this question, though. Because I was doing the Shockmaster. Oh, oh, okay, <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. I, I, mean, kind of, I don't understand what's happening here. Guys, it's so late and so early for me. Um, Callum says, do you think Goldberg could be next to join AEW with Sting now joining him, trying to get back in some old WCW fans? Don't worry, Luke, about spoiling friends for me. It was going to happen eventually. Uh, no, Goldberg is very much in the WWE camp. He's under a WWE contract. He's probably going to be facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Yeah, there you said it. Yeah. Yeah, and in fact, he's been one of the names talked about. We were reporting on that this week. Uh, Jobba JJ says, uh, hello, Team Danuk. I was listening to Chris Van Vliet's interview with Nick Dinsmore, the former Eugene. He talked about how the character can inspire people to do anything in this world. I'm special needs. I've got learning difficulties. I never saw this character to inspire, only there to be a punching bag. Nick had ideas for the character, but it's all down to Vince what's on his show. My question is, should the Eugene character ever be given the green light? And if Eugene was to ever return in any other company, how would that be processed in 2020? It wouldn't work the way the way that they did it before. It wouldn't work now, that's for sure. I mean, I was a no. kid when this was a thing, and I saw... I mean, I didn't really know that it was offensive because I was a kid and I wasn't that bright, but I knew that it wasn't somebody that I thought was being portrayed as inspiring. I thought it was somebody that you're portrayed as like, oh, he's dumb and, you know, we're just going to laugh at him and make fun of him. And every now and then he'd come up with some brilliant random idea, but it was never anything that I was like, oh, this guy's inspirational. Ne never saw that. 
No, I, I think that Nick Dinsmore has got sort of ideas. Like, I, I think he has got a vision of what the character was going to be and, you know, sort of like how he thought the character would be portrayed. But like, I think Jobber JJ hit the nail on the head there, really. He was a punching bag. Like, he was there to be the punchline of the joke. And it's very unfortunate. I, you know, I dropped out of wrestling in 2002 and I came back in 2005. And, and Eugene was a character that was on TV a lot in 2005. And it made me not want to watch the show. Like, it made me be like, oh, this is why I stopped watching wrestling because of, of stuff like this i don't want to watch this like this this feel, this makes me feel very uncomfortable um but yeah I, I i'm not a fan of the eugene character however the musical chair segment on raw is one of the best things that's ever happened on raw it's wonderful my favorite segment with eugene is actually when the rock was making fun of him and i don't even remember what he was doing but all i remember is that one line from the rock when he said yay triple h <laughs> I don't know. It's something so specific that like, this is a quote that I use now in my everyday life. He was like mocking Eugene, right? Basically, I think he was mocking the fact that he was like a fanboy or something. I need to rewatch this. I haven't seen it since like it happened. And but I re always remember that. Yay, Triple H. So anytime anything random in my life happens, and I'm happy about it, I go yay, Triple H. <laughs> because of that one rock line. That's all I remember in my head. If if this video can do anything is to make people go back and rewatch that musical chair segment, if only for the moment that Ric Flair pushes over um, Stacey Keeper. God, it's so funny! It's amazing. It is funny and savage. Like Flair, Flair's a he's amazing man. Just like going from like this is the dumbest thing ever to wanting to win. Oh, that's so good. Uh, Brighton Heath uh, says, "Danuk, uh, I'm sorry about not playing to your strengths last week with a booking question. So this week, let's bring things down to earth." What's your favorite moment from the ruthless aggression era of wrestling? Now, this has been the controversial take here because I've always said the ruthless aggression era sucked. It's what made me stop watching wrestling. So I may not be the best person for this. I just feel like there's too many to not like, oh, like, oh my God, like there's so many, but I just feel like, you know, my most memorable one was probably that story that I shared about Jericho getting fired, but I don't know if it was my favorite. It's just something that really sticks out in my head. But I feel like there were so many, especially because I was such a big fan at that moment, you know? Going back and rewatching, I really enjoyed the Randy Orton Foley stuff. Like, I thought that was that was really, really good. Particularly that match at Backlash was rad. Oh, yeah. I remember everybody the day after at school was talking about it. Like, people that weren't even wrestling fans, somehow they watched it and they were like, it was the greatest thing ever. It made me hate Randy Orton, right? Because like, you know, I'm, I'm coming back into wrestling. So my friend, my, my, my housemate at university was like showing me some of the stuff that I'd missed, including that match. And Foley was one of my guys, man. So I wanted Foley to win. Of course I did. Foley's my guy. So Randy Orton kept beating him. It made me hate Randy Orton. I wonder if that is why I've never liked Randy Orton, because he kept beating Foley. And it really stayed with you with me uh duncan j uh luke you're a fan of bake-off i've got a question would you rather a hollywood handshake or a triple h point denise would you rather have a high five from taylor or a triple h point high five from taylor i'm gonna take the triple h point um because i don't think paul hollywood is a particularly nice man uh, and i think if i put up a photo of me uh do, getting a hollywood handshake that would get I don't know, a hundred likes on, on Twitter. If I go on a triple H point, that's into the thousands, man. Like, because that's, that's what people want to see from me. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the triple H point on that. I already have a picture like that. You know, <laughs> already has a picture with the triple H point. They had the little uh, poster thing at uh, access fan access. So I just took a picture. <laughs> that's my famous <laughs> point picture. But it's not actually triple H though, is it? 
I mean, it is Triple H. But it's not. It's, it's a cardboard cutout of Triple H. But it's still Triple H. <laughs> not in flesh and blood, but it's still Triple H. <laughs> I thought this was just an East South City just dropping names, being like, oh, yeah, there was that time I was hanging out with Triple H and we got our little point picture just because you interviewed Renee this week. Oh, yeah, that's dropping tomorrow. Uh, this morning, actually. When this is up, that's up too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to see that, actually. Her yeah. podcast is great. She's yeah. really, really good. And that podcast, I was listening to it the other day because I listened to the CM Punk interview. And it's just like, I, and I said this on our Discord, I was like, good, god dang, WWE dropped the ball. Like, this is what an incredible talent to have on your hands and not do anything with, like, anything of note with. I was shocked when she said that uh, in the interview that she did with CM Punk, when she said that she wanted to do a cooking show and they gave it to Bo Dallas. I was like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> wild, man. But it's a really good podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben Waller, I'd like to ask, how would you legitimize The Miz so that we can care about his cash-in? Losing to Drew every week, doing crap comedy uh, with Morrison, is not working. Secondly, Luke, you need to outdo Sean with a Christmas song for Denise. Look, I'm never going to top Sean's video. I'm never going to top Sean's song. I, I would never want to even attempt to try and top what Sean did. Sean, like, knocked that out of the park. It was so so great because i listened to the podcast version right so on on tuesday morning i was listening to the podcast and then i was listening i was like he's doing a video he's doing a video so i paused that and i went to watch the youtube version of it so i could watch the video in full yes you had to definitely see the video i honestly i didn't know what he was doing like he just told me like you're gonna your pants he even dm me privately you're gonna shit your pants and i was like all right cool whatever <laughs> and then like i honestly like i didn't expect i thought he was just gonna like make me into like photoshop me into like the grinch or something i was like oh, he's probably gonna make me into the grinch but i didn't expect a full-on musical number so like Everything that you saw there was like legit my real reaction. Like I had no idea that he was doing this whatsoever. I was like, dude, like <laughs> where do you find the time? And like I went back and watched it a hundred times. Like I think I even know like the lyrics now. Like I could sing along to it or whatever, but it was really funny. Um, uh, to answer your question about how to legitimize the Miz, I think we're past the point of no return on that, unfortunately. But you're absolutely right. Him losing to Drew, I, I, I worked it out. He, they've had like seven matches in nine weeks. Uh, including, uh, it was like seven matches in eight weeks or something like that. And he's lost all of them bar one when AJ Styles picked up the pin on this past Monday's Raw. It's absolutely not helping him, but it's typical WWE, right? Because the the argument will be, well, he'll just beat, he'll just cash in on Drew and that resets everything. And then you'll now just take him seriously. But I think we're past the point of no return on people taking this seriously. Yeah, the problem is that I feel like sometimes he's pretending to be a character and it's not coming across as believable. And that's a lot of, that's one of the noticeable things about The Miz. And so, I mean, I respect the guy. I respect his hustle. You know, I can say I'm, you know, a fan of what he does, but I just don't think that there's a way to sort of legitimize him. I think he is, he is what he is now. That's it. Like Miz is, you know, he's a great character. He's a great performer. He's a really good promo. He is not WWE champion. He is like, you know, Baron Corbin is a really solid worker. He's a really solid character. He is not WWE champion. Like there are some guys who are just, they are at that position and that's fine. And that's a good position to be at. You don't push them beyond their means. And I think people like Miz and Corbin get pushed beyond their means. Sometimes they're not main event material. And but unfortunately, we keep trying to pretend that they are. And I don't, yeah. I don't think it works. No, I agree with you. 
Speaking of main event material, Alex Kirkman, we'll try and do a couple more questions before we wrap it up here. Alex Kirkman, uh, which would you prefer and why? The Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania or Roman versus Jay with Jay winning the title at WrestleMania? Rock versus Roman for the star power. That I'm going to, I mean, yeah, like the moment of Jay winning would be great, but yeah, I'm, I, I, my worry is it would just be Kofi, you know, and it's like, yeah, we've got <laughs> yeah. the moment, but then like we, we don't book him as a star afterwards. So I'd rather we just go with Rock Roman um let's pick out what question if we do before we get out of here uh oh chris says uh my question is with smackdown falling on christmas eve would you keep the show as is or do something different like nxt does halloween havoc uh personally i'd love for them to do a mini pay-per-view wanted to see uh if you guys would as well i think chris they'll just do a comedy show because that's what they do on christmas eve that's true. But at the same time, it's like, make it exciting. Although anybody, like, when you brand it and you promote it a certain way, it might convince a couple of people. But again, it's that show where it's like, oh, people are with their fam. Well, kind of with their families, you know, right now. Uh, right. Okay. So I am going to pick up this question here to end us off from Jericho. As 2020 comes to a close and a very crappy year ends, instead of reflecting on the bad, let's be positive. What are some of your favorite wrestling moments of the year? They do not necessarily have to be the best moments. Mine are the Firefly Funhouse match, the Moxley Kingston feud. I can't believe how amazing a feud can be with six weeks build. God, there was quite a few. I was just doing like a full list of like good moments. I mean, I think the number one moment that people have to say and it, it it's going to sound generic, but it has to be that Edge Royal Rumble return. That was like one of the last happy moments that we really got. And it was legit a feel good moment and something that people did not see coming whatsoever. And you don't get those very often. So I'm going to go with that. Um, we've got a uh, a video going up on Wrestle Two uh, over the Christmas period, which is like Wrestle Talk's best of moments, where we basically just got like the best moments of the podcast, the news, Quizzle Mania, this and the other, and our live reactions. Uh, and at the start of it is all of our live reactions to the Rumble. So it's like you know Edge's return, it's Drew eliminating Brock, and Drew winning. And that moment where Drew wins, like there's so there's legit like tears in mine and Ollie's eyes, and like because Drew's he's you know he's one of us and he's a good good dude and he's such a nice guy and I was so beyond thrilled for Drew to win and get that moment. It's yeah, easily one of my favorite moments of this year is Drew Drew McIntyre, Drew Galloway winning the Royal Rumble and then going and like you know just the the, the idea of we were just screaming it's Rock, it, it it's it's Drew Brock at wrestlemania i just kept saying it over and over again drew brock at wrestlemania oh man that's easily one of my favorite moments of the year so so and a great. great booked rumble period it was a oh. good rumble like it wasn't just like oh like an okay rumble with a good win no it was a good rumble with a great win denise thank you so much for that present man i really really appreciate it I was, I couldn't wait to hear or see your reaction. I was like, I don't care if he texts me, does it in the video. I'm so excited to like see your reaction. I'm even more excited to see like what you're, I wouldn't do like, tell me your like top five and like the ones that you're like, nah, I'm never going to try these again in my life. Denise, why did you send these to me? Like, I need to know what the best ones were and what the least best ones were. And it's going to be a wild ride for your palette though. I think I'm going to do um, Twitter reviews for every one of them. So each one I try, I'm going to get a post. I will tag you in that post and I'll give you my review of each one. I'm going to mark each one out of 10 
and tell you what I, how I th- how I feel about each one. Oh my god, yes, please do it. I'm gonna live for those. I'm gonna be so excited. You don't even know. It's gonna make my day. Even my fiance, my fiance is looking forward to it too. He's like, I'm so excited to see what Luke's gonna say. Yeah, because he like he watches all the shows, obviously, so he already knows everybody. And you know, I talk about you guys all to him, so it's like you know, everybody feels like they know each other. <laughs> oh, that's so lovely. Um, I mean, I was gonna ask you what you got planned for this weekend, but I know what you got planned for this weekend because you've got so much on. Bless your heart. I feel so bad that I've kept you up past like midnight, You're but fine. like, dude, you've got so much on. Yeah, there's some stuff that I can't talk about that I have going on. And then there's stuff that I couldn't believe that's happening this week. That's like the Taylor Swift stuff. So that's happening. And then like I have like a bunch of like other projects that I'm working on and stuff that I'm also doing like that I have to do that I'm behind on. So I'm behind on work. There's new stuff happening. It's like everything just decided to happen this weekend. And so like I even texted my fiance and I was like, dude, we're not seeing each other this weekend. Like it's not possible. Like I can't, I can't see you. And like, even like today, I've literally been sitting at this desk since God, since I woke up at nine, since like nine 30, 10 o'clock, I like ate breakfast, got ready, came here, got ready, did the Renee interview. And even before that, I was like, you know, doing all the Taylor Swift stuff, went into the Taylor Swift stream. And then it's just been like nonstop since then. Uh, So quickly, one line review. How was the new Taylor album? My face was so sticky from crying. (laughs) I had to redo my makeup for this podcast because probably an hour before this, I was just like, oh, God. God." (laughs) I'm hoping to get the video up by tomorrow, hopefully. amazing stuff right do you know what we'll draw this to a close then uh it's been a bump along episode as it already is we need to get out of here denise i've uh but this is the last podcast we're doing together this year i think i think it is are we gonna do one on on, i think we might do one on on new year's eve if you're around well yeah i'm definitely around i don't take days off i don't take days off i will be here I mean, it's not New Year's Eve for you, but it will be for me. So that's good. Oh, we'll wait, do that. never mind. Then don't do it on. I don't want. To, <laughs> I don't want you to be like green in the new year, and you're talking about God knows whatever's going on in wrestling that week. <laughs> that's terrible. You need to cancel or postpone or reschedule. Let me know. Okay, so it's good. So we will get to do another one in 2020. I'm thrilled about that. Uh, Anyway, let's get out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. Remember, get in your messages. We're recording our Christmas special on Monday. Um, So support at WrestleTalk.com. Get in your video messages. We want to hear from you on the Christmas special. It's the worst show we do of the year, and we want you to be a part of it. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. 
Botox Cosmetic, autobotulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.